Hello everyone, welcome to a special edition of the Newsreel. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Ken. And like I said, special edition of the Newsreel, we're actually going to have our wrap-up show, which we call the RKO Awards for Season 6. We're going to talk about all the things that we did in Season 6, some of the movies that we talked about in Season 6. For better or worse, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I guess before we get into some of those topics, Ken, um, we're actually going to do the soup du jour. Uh, Jeremy, what's the soup du jour? Well, it's the soup of the day. Mm, That sounds good. I think I'll have that. All right. That's cool because our soup du jour is actually coming from... How do you say this again? P, well, on Instagram... PMW, wait, PMW hip hop underscore. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Okay, got it. So there are six characters that they list on there. And the question that they posed were, if they were to all race in the busiest city, who would you bet to win, bet on 1 million to win this race? So the six characters that they have is Dominic Toretto. Driver, <laughs> damn man! Every time I can't escape this guy. Nope. Um, we got drive driver from Drive. We got Ethan Hunt, I think, <laughs> um, from Mission Impossible. We got Darius. What's his name? Darius. Uh, Darius Kincaid. Kincaid from the Hitman's Bodyguard. Then you got Jason Statham's Frank Martin from the Transporter series. And then you got Baby from Baby Driver. So, um, Ken, which one do you think you would bet on? Oh, man. Um, I feel like, okay, this is how I approach it. I I like to gamble a little bit, but I mean, I'm not super (laughs) hardcore about gambling a million dollars. I feel like the odds on uh, favorite, I should say, is Dominic Toretto. Yep. And I feel like just because he's a superhero who doesn't get injured or anything like that, um, he would definitely be the favorite, therefore not getting the best odds. That being said, if I were to bet $1 million, I think there's more value if I bet on Baby from Baby Driver. Because, again, the question is, if they all race in the busiest city, and I'm kind of the way I'm picturing it is there's, you know, parts of the city where it's like congested. There's like people around. There's, hmm. uh, there's like really tight, um, little alleyways or whatever. I feel like, uh, baby, uh, all he needs is his, what, his headphones or whatever. He just needs to play some cool ass song. Baby would be able to navigate all of that and somehow pass Dominic Toretto right at the end. Man, that is tough because I bet Dom can literally drive through buildings. <laughs> Damn it. Damn <laughs> and his, it. <laughs> and his windshield would be like as clean <laughs> as ever. Um, because, yes, the I, definitely the top favorite would be Dom just for his superhuman abilities. <laughs> um, but, you know, if I was trying to get like you know the character with least amount of odds but i still feel like has a pretty good chance i'm gonna go with tom cruise's ethan hunt i was about to choose baby 
But I feel like Ethan is kind of relentless. And in a way, I think as time has gone on through the movies, he's gotten a little bit more maybe crude, I think, with his his morals. I think it's like he's a little bit more rough and he, he maybe not as uh, careful as uh, some other – as earlier Ethan. And, you know, Tom Cruise can do this in real life. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like if this was in real life, he, he would be the odds-on favorite for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he can't deal with uh, superhuman Dominic Toretto. <laughs> <laughs> he could probably, no, I don't know, freaking dumb, man. I feel like Ethan Hunt is my dark horse favorite. Like, uh, if if he probably has the best odds, like in terms of like thing, but I think Ethan Hunt, especially since we just recently covered Dead Reckoning Part One, he showed even with the wrong arm handcuffed, and he was able to still drive mm-hmm. and navigate uh, a fairly busy um, street over in Ro- uh, those sometimes narrow streets in Rome. I mean, yeah, it was in a small car, but Mm -hmm. I feel like Ethan Hunt's a really good pick as well. Yeah. So I guess that's an interesting question. I hope our audience would have a pretty fun time. I don't know. I've never watched a Hitman's bodyguard. I don't know how brutal that character is. I've, you know, seen Samuel Jackson. Maybe it's just a fun time, but I don't know if he could win against (laughs) there's a, that I, I almost wanted to go with Frank Martin. Just because, but then it it reminds me of Jason Statham's character Shaw <laughs> in, yeah, I know. in Fast and Furious, and you know the, you know you can't. What, what was the line? You can't beat the streets, or oh. I don't know. <laughs> those movies. There's too many of them. Yeah, I mean, he's only There's, been in what three or f- three, four? Probably. I, I don't know when they should. He should stop being in those. Just. Being better movies, I know seriously. Yeah, like the like the Meg Two, which is about to come out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> man, oh, for the longest time, Wrath of Man was uh, like mm-hmm. num- number one of the. Was that in 2020? Yeah, 2021. 2021. Yeah, season two. I feel like that was our favorite of season two. I mean, it, it was, was definitely, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely one of the most surprising movies yeah. of that season. Uh, speaking of which, our season six RKO Awards, RKO Awards, got to enunciate that a little bit better to remind you all that we named it after the finisher from the Apex Predator himself. <laughs> yeah. I, Wait, the question mark. <laughs> are you talking about Barbara Minerva? A.K.A. Yeah. the cheetah. The cheetah from Wonder Woman 1984. Yes, we're still making that joke <laughs> all the way from 2021. <laughs> um, yes, but RKO, the Randy Keith Orton finisher <laughs> from WWE fame. And um, yeah, let's start off with our first RKO award with something a little bit pessimistic, I guess. Uh, the most disappointing movie. Of season six. So all the movies, yeah, we, there are some movies that we didn't cover in this time period, but so we only get to choose one that's actually like we did an episode on or that we covered in season six. Right. And yeah. when I looked at our list for season six, 
one just really stuck out. Oh. I don't think this is. I don't think I, I would be surprised if we had two different movies or hmm. yeah, two different movies. The runaway winner for me for most disappointing movie we covered in episode ninety seven. It was Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. First of all, it was supposed. Well, it is the opener for uh, for Phase Five of the MCU. And yep. usually you want to start these phases off with a bang. You yep. know what I mean? And yeah, I feel like there were some good performances. I mean, we talked about uh, in, within that episode, Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. He still was still doing his thing. We were talking about uh, uh, Jonathan Majors as, as Kang the Conqueror. Very good. But man... Uh, the writing was yeah. a mess. The story was a All shit show, place, yep. and woo, ah, I, it was just, it was just bad. It was so disappointing. I was really looking forward to. It. I think we may have even talked about it in a previous episode of the Newsreel, where we were talking about, hey, you know, what are some of the MCU movies that you're looking forward to? And actually, I answered. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania because of Kang the Conqueror. He did his thing. Too bad the uh, writing and the directing did not do its thing. And uh, yeah, I was, ah, man, I was, that was so disappointing. Uh, I wish I, I wanted to like the movie, but I couldn't. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's pretty bad. I don't think, I don't know if it's the worst Marvel movie. It's um, it's down there though. <laughs> it's pretty down there. It's also my most disappointing movie because, like you said, very high hopes mm-hmm. for to get that up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And like you said, the first movie in the phase, which is basically like a pilot in a TV show, mm-hmm. needs to kick off the rest of the show. And for the pilot episode of Phase Five to be this it's like oh no and like you said saving graces of the movie are just some of the performances but you can't cover that up with <laughs> freaking the, the horrible yeah with <laughs> like bad writing weird all over the place storyline um and other horrible characters <laughs> and yes. um, we may we may touch on that later on in this episode <laughs> Yeah, seriously. And um, honorable mention, though. This is... um, I'm going to mention Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Really? Yes, because it's not... I still like the movie, but after watching Bumblebee, which I really liked, Mm. I felt like it was a step down from Bumblebee. Even though when I saw the trailers, I was like, oh, okay, this could be uh, pretty good. Especially for your generation, too, because I feel like by the time you were kind of growing up, um, Beast Wars was more of, uh, I guess, your generation mm-hmm. uh, in terms of your entryway to uh, watching the Transformers uh, franchise. Um, and for me, like I kind of grew out of uh, uh, it a little bit. So I, I had more of a connection with the original 80s cartoon. So mm-hmm. I could see how that could be a disappointing movie. Yeah, still liked it. Maybe slightly disappointing, but not as much as Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Oh, yeah. See, I, that's what I thought. I figured we were gonna <laughs> have a little bit of crossover there. Yeah. Okay. So the next award, next RKO award, though, is gonna be. I think we're gonna probably diverge a little bit here. 
um, which is most surprising movie. Mentioned Wrath of Man, probably one of. I think I don't. I probably had it in there in 2021. Yeah, I think our first because we didn't have the RKO awards for season one, but Mm -hmm. I think our first version of it was in season two. I think uh, I think we both had that actually. Yeah, very surprising. So, what do you have for season six? All right, I was looking through a thing. I think this one was actually, uh, I don't know, again, like a, it's a whole expectations versus what you actually see, right? Yeah. Going into this movie, my winner for the most surprising movie, um, I had zero expectations, didn't really know what to expect other than that it was going to be really sad. Yes, my winner for most surprising movies was one that we covered in episode 98, I want to eat your pancreas, oh. which included Andrea. It was, there was that expectation that it was going to be sad, but I didn't know it was going to be that sad. And uh, the movie itself was so freaking good. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it was one of my highest rated movies, especially again, since we started this podcast. I know one of my kind of weak points in terms of watching movies uh and uh what do you call it the genre was japanese anime and for this to be i mean you've surprised me with some really good anime (laughs) but man uh even with the expectation without like getting into spoiler territory even or even watching anything related to a trailer my goodness this movie hit so hard and it's so crazy with the timing because i think the week before we had watched guardians of the galaxy volume three. Oh yeah <laughs> and that was also sad um also and so dude i didn't think anything could be sadder than volume three but man this definitely did top it <laughs> yeah yeah definitely <laughs> you know what um obviously it's not my most surprising movie because i shared shared yeah. that movie with you but the one thing I was most concerned with, like for you, is just because I know in the past when we talked about it with Andrea and she was like kind of hyping it up, like, oh, it's so sad, Ken. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, oh, don't spoil it. Don't, g- <laughs> don't give any expectations. Um, so I kind of was like, okay, hopefully Ken doesn't remember too much of like what Andrea said or what I said. And, or, um, and even your brother told me that it was sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when it, you know when my brother says something sad, it's like, oh. Um, and it's still by far just went, oh my God, it just went <laughs> above and beyond. And so the most surprising part of it is the fact that it was even sadder than I was kind of expecting. But it, the fact that it was like such a well-made movie too. I mean, it was just quality movie. So yes. Oh, I love um, that movie. So definitely. good. Definitely a gut punch in that movie. So, oh uh, yeah, we, we're gonna try to keep this as spoiler free as possible, right, Ken? Yeah. For all our season six movies, just in case our audience hasn't watched episode ninety eight. Episode 98. go go listen to the pod, but you gotta watch it too. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna choose a movie that's on the opposite, almost on the opposite uh, side of the spectrum. I was almost gonna give it to the Flash, but I'm gonna go with. How to lose a guy. Yes, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> the more Woo. I thought about it, because uh, I was like, okay, The Flash, I thought it was going to be horrible. After, like, um, the how many reshoots, it's been delayed for like nine years, mm-hmm. um, all that stuff. All the Ezra Miller drama. <laughs> yeah. But as we kept like coming closer, I was like, okay, 
yeah, I heard some good things. Some people over overhyping it a little bit, and I ended up liking it quite a bit. It's not the best movie of the of the season, but you know, it's enjoyable. But that gap of oh, from what I expected to what I actually got has to be how to lose a guy in ten days, <laughs> because, <laughs> because in a movie like that where it's so easily so easy to make someone unlikable because mm-hmm. of the things that the nature of like the premise the, the guy could be super annoying or the girl could be like pushy or whatever and you just hate them when you want to rko them <laughs> hint hint <laughs> Th- that was not <laughs> in this movie and i really enjoyed it and the ending i enjoyed too it's like uh not not always. It's a little variation on the typical rom com ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, if I remember correctly, that was your favorite scene uh, from from How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. And just a little kind of background uh, into, I guess, the inner workings of the Weekly Real podcast. That was actually a last minute substitute. Uh, we were originally going to be covering Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, <laughs> and you know, we ultimately decided and heard we were it wasn't not o- not only the fact that it was like horrible or whatever but we were here just hearing that it was just a meh kind of movie and that those are in both Jeremy and I's uh opinion the worst movies to cover because we either really want it to be really really good or really really bad that way it'll give us a little bit you know it'll give us something to talk about so mm-hmm. in the process of trying to f- uh fill that week uh you know we tossed around so many different ideas and we ultimately settled on a concept of hey let's cover a movie that's celebrating some sort of anniversary and again we covered that in that episode and the fact that how to lose a guy <laughs> in 10 days is celebrating its 20th anniversary i bet you we're the only podcast that is <laughs> celebrating how to lose a guy in 10 days there must I'm be glad someone I'm glad you really liked it, though. <laughs> I did like it. Yeah, good, uh, good movie to share. I'm glad that's the movie we chose for our, our substitute because I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um. Uh, all right, but before we get into the rest of the awards and the rest of the recap for the season, uh, Ken, do you think we should take a little bit of a break? Yeah, let's let's do it. All right, sounds good. back from the break all right let's continue handing out our season six or ko awards and the next award well it's something that we introduced last season for for our season five wrap-up show and obviously we got to bring this back i mean it's only fitting that we give our rko award out of nowhere (laughs) i have to i have to do it uh but just to kind of explain what the rko award is it's the character from season six. So any of the characters that from any of the movies that we've covered this season, the character that we want to RKO the most. Jeremy, who do you want to give the RKO out of nowhere to? Okay. I don't know if it's as as 
big of an RKO, maybe not from the top belt, uh, to like um, Amon. <laughs> you know, you have to do that from like off the 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 cage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Onto the original the... award winner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, you need to RKO him all the way from the top of the cage onto the announcer's table. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> but uh, for season six, I'm gonna go with Dave from Encino. Oh, I didn't even think of him, but yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, because I remember uh, when you, me, and Michael were talking about Dave and and the girl he liked. I can't even remember her name at this point. I forget. Oh, Robin. 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 And both of them were the most shallow people, like, ever. <laughs> and it's just like, and they were so annoying. They're like, let's just, let's stick with the freaking Brendan Fraser. And, um, yeah, Dave, he was not as bad as Amon. <laughs> he had, like, his, like, moments, but, like, compared to Amon, was, like, un- insufferable <laughs> throughout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, but Dave is pretty pretty up there in terms of giving him an RKO. That's a good one. Um, only because I obviously Encino Man is still kind of one of my guilty pleasure movies. Um, it's a, it's a movie sort of basically from my childhood, and I think I also agree with you there in that Dave is not likable. And just for those of you who haven't seen Encino Man, Dave is actually played by Sean Astin uh, from. Uh, what Samwise Gamgee uh, from, yeah. from Lord of the Rings uh, 51st trilogy, dates. Fifty First Dates, yeah, <laughs> Stranger Things, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. But you know what? In those other things, uh, like Fifty First Dates or mm-hmm. in Stranger Things, he was way more likable for as, sure. a, as a character. But dude, in this, yeah, he was just rewatching it for the first time in decades. I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I would, I would want to RKO him myself, but he's obviously not my winner. That was oh. a good one. Yeah, so uh, the character, I actually will also have an honorable mention, but just for sheer volume, I think you know where I'm going with this. We're going to RKO some family. I want to RKO Dominic Toretto. Enough of these movies. (laughs) Like, seriously. That's too easy. Can we just stop with the Fast franchise? I mean, yeah, I feel like we've, I don't know. We've had we joke about it all the time. I feel like uh, it's just a meme at this point. But yeah, and, and I'm really I don't like to wish like bad things upon like movie franchises because we love movies. We want movies to to make all the money. You know, like I feel like again we we talked about the with the SAG AFTRA and the uh, Writers Guild strike and everything. There's a lot of money to be made, and and I feel like everyone deserves their piece of the pie. And for them, a bigger piece of the pie. But enough of (laughs) this movie franchise. You know what I mean? I feel like... Uh, the fact that they're going come, we're probably going to come out with more um, spinoffs and everything. And, and I'm really glad that it didn't make as much money domestically. But man, worldwide, it keeps making a shit ton of money. What like, the heck? Who's, stop, world! <laughs> stop watching this. Oh my god! Uh, my honorable mention. I don't know if mm-hmm. you if you will also agree with me. I just want to RKO Modok. Yeah, that's definitely a dishonorable mention right there. <laughs> Oh man! Hey, it, when you if you watch Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, 
you'll want to RKO a Modok as a Modok as well. Yeah, Modok. Right, uh, <laughs> Mo- Modok. <laughs> That's yeah. still a really good joke by that is one uh, by Ant Man uh, Paul Rudd. So um, let's move on to something a little bit more positive. Again, we we like to start off these segments with something on a more of a Debbie Downer, but you know, let's uh, let's ramp it up now. Jeremy, best movie of season six. <sighs> okay. You know, I almost gauge how much I like a movie or how much I'm into a movie when I'm in the theater and I'm like sweating. (laughs) (laughs) You know, how warm you get and in terms of like how glued to the screen, how immersed you are, Uh all those things combined, I feel like, oh, it's like, yeah, I think that this is the movie. And I felt that with Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. <laughs> I think that's a e- pretty easy choice. Yeah. Um, we have some pretty heavy hitters. Yes, we um, do. Because my honorable mention was uh, going to go to Guardians Volume 3, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Like you said, it tugged at the heartstrings. It, in its own right, I guess it was pretty surprising that it was that good as well. Uh, volume two wasn't as good. There was a big lull in terms of obviously the whole James Gunn situation and actually getting this movie released. Mm-hmm. But across the Spider Verse, I was like anticipating every scene, like uh, that, like what's going to happen next. Even though it's like now when you watch it again, you don't feel as tense. But that first watch, I was like, oh wow. What's going to happen? What is Miles going to do? And um, for it to end the way it does, it definitely wants... It's like Infinity War. It's You, you want to keep watching. I couldn't agree with you more. That's actually my honorable mention. Hmm. And actually, it was almost my surprising movie of the, the year, too, because I was like, how much better... Can it be after Into the Spider-Verse? I loved Into the Spider-Verse. It's actually up there for me in my Spider-Man rankings. I think you and your brother had it a little bit lower mm-hmm. um, in terms of your uh, theatrical releases uh, rankings. And I was like, man, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to hold it to that standard. And and to your point, I was glued. There were like the scope of the story. I was sweaty during that whole movie as well. And this was neck and neck with my winner, but my goodness, um, the fact that it obviously ended in a cliffhanger and the uh, the visuals, the story, everything about this was so freaking good. The, the soundtrack, mm-hmm. every aspect of Across the Spider-Verse, I couldn't agree with you more. It was like, for me, it was a one in one A. And uh, Across the Spider-Verse, oh my goodness. It was actually my movie of the year until <laughs> last week because my winner, oh. because I am a Nolan boy, to quote to Jeremy. <laughs> I, I got to give it to Oppenheimer. Uh, Oppenheimer is something that obviously is a movie that we covered in our season six finale. It just blew my mind away and no pun intended is just everything about this movie. I absolutely love the message, the cast, the directing, the, the fast pace writing, 
for it to just continue at a breakneck speed and not let up for three hours, plus the overall message and the way it ended in it, you know, just on the surface, you just it ends with a conversation between Oppenheimer and uh, and Einstein. That's all the spoilers you'll get. And the message that just, oh, that it ends on. And then, again, I got to say Ludwig Gordonson. I'm still listening to, <laughs> to your, yeah. your masterpiece. Oh, man. That movie is so freaking good. Yeah, Oppenheimer is definitely, it's a heavy movie. Because yeah. it makes you question, you know, uh, just America moving forward, <laughs> oh. um, being also retrospective about, you know, American history, um, right. just some of maybe just human ethics in general. Yep. Right? It's just like from day-to-day stuff, but, you know, you can... On a macro level, obviously, it affected millions of people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but future generations, too. Yeah, like. future generations. And to kind of see that deep dive into like what goes into the mind of some of these people is pretty, pretty insane. Yeah. Christopher Nolan, man, he knocked it out of the park. And I'm really glad that even though it's a three-hour biopic... <laughs> about the ato- the man who made the atomic bomb it's still making huge waves at the box office and it's and rightfully so it's 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 pretty crazy but yeah oh my god i i still need to go see it in imax 70 mil uh, yeah. over at metreon i yeah. i want another nolan movie as soon as possible i know seriously but we'll we'll see if we could schedule that upcoming um because I know you need to redeem yourself from that first screening. I mean Oh yeah. If you want to hear the story, <laughs> check out episode one ten. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty bad. <laughs> it is pretty bad. All right. Final award of season six. And uh I, I feel like this is the reason why we save this one for last. Because this is mainly really subjective. It could be like a horrible movie. It could be a meh movie. It could be a good movie. But it's all about your favorite experience, Jeremy. Uh, We had 17 episodes, Jeremy. What is your favorite weekly real episode from season six? (sighs) Okay. You know, I it's like the it's always easy to talk about Fast and Furious. So I'm not I'm actually not choosing that. Um, my, I guess this is my honorable mention. Actually, I don't want to mention my honorable mention. Just you, you want to mention all the honorable mentions? I have a couple of them. I have one honorable mention and one winner. Okay. We'll do the honorable mentions after. I'll, I'll okay. mention yours after my winner. Yes. Okay. Because I don't want to steal yours. I'm going to go with Susume. Ah! With, <laughs> with Andrea. Just because... <laughs> I felt like that episode we went all over the place. It was pretty insane. <laughs> From my reactions to your reactions cuz I felt like you liked the movie pretty pretty well. I liked it pretty good too. Not not like a exuberant amount and Andrea was very she hated it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very yeah, she hated it. And then for so, the first hour and uh, 10 or 15 minutes or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. And 
well, you know, when we're recapping it, honestly, like, you know, when she was describing Sota's character, I was cracking up because she wanted the more long-haired, beautiful man. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, moments like that. And then it's like, oh, why doesn't he do this? And, um, like, he's a chair and all that stuff. And some of the stuff, like, I don't know. There were so many funny moments. But I mentioned this already uh, last week. I'll mention it again. The the best moment of it comes in like what an hour and fifteen minutes into that episode, and the episode was already like a top episode for me in season six. But it's like the I, the cherry on top is Andre didn't realize the whole movie <laughs> was uh, basically closure from. Um, the tragedy of the... The events of the beginning that they eventually yes. alluded to. You, yes, you got to watch the movie. Yes. I don't want to spoil anything. So it's... Yeah. But, and then she realizes that it's about this, like, horrible stuff. And then she finally understands that that light bulb turned on. <laughs> and in, real, like, in real time, too. In real time. And on her final thoughts, too. It was yeah, her final well, thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, final thoughts. So go back and watch. What episode number is that? It was episode 90. No, no, sorry. Yeah, 96. Episode 96. 96. Yeah, episode. go check out episode 96, especially final thoughts. Yes. Um, Because you get to see her, you know, try to reel that back in real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's actually my winner as well. I'll add to this, too. Um, because you mentioned some of the other, uh, you know, the points, you know, with the whole dreamy Sota um, realization, and obviously the realization that you were talking about at the end. For me personally, remember last season during our Anastasia episode, y'all went back and forth, and this particular episode, I ended up going back and forth with mm -hmm. Andrea too, just to add to everything that you had said about this, because I completely agree with you. Where she just takes a shot at my age because they were talking about the forty-year-old uh, uh, coworker and I think the uh, the aunt, I guess. Yeah. The aunt. Yeah, the aunt. I won't get into like the circumstances of the you know the whole relationships and everything, but she takes a shot at my age, and it's so funny too because I was like, oh man, I gotta get back at her, but before the uh, before the podcast recording started. I remember she was very self-conscious about her shiny forehead. And so that came to me <laughs> right, right then and there. And so I just did shot, shots fired in terms of talking about her shiny forehead uh, right after that. And so uh, we actually have a reel on that. So check out one of our reels on episode 96, our Suzume episode. So funny. Yeah, Ken's like, oh, no holds barred, huh? No, <laughs> can use the steel chair. <laughs> yeah, I know. And Jeremy ended up having to play referee this time, yeah. like I was during the Anastasia episode when uh, Jeremy and uh, Andrea went back and forth. That was, ah, <laughs> oh, that was so good. So memorable. All right, what was your honorable mention for uh, favorite oh. movie reel episode? I think it's also with Andrea for uh, and, <laughs> and Jacob. High School Musical 3. <laughs> okay, okay. Because, uh, honestly, it's probably my least favorite High School Musical movie. Probably because it you know, doesn't run on nostalgia for me because it's my first time watching it. But, yeah, the the back and forths 
and some of the opinions, especially that we had a two guests on the pod. Yep, we had our double double feature. You know, I liked some songs that obviously Andrea hated. <laughs> we always have that that uh, conflict. Um, and then there's Jacob there in the corner that likes every song. <laughs> I remember in that episode, I was like, all right, ladies, he's single. <laughs> if you, you must like High School Musical, though. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a requirement. But yeah, that's my honorable mention. That was good. Um, I have a couple of honorable mentions. Uh, well, I mean, I don't want to mention Oppenheimer. I'll do it anyway, but that, that, that it doesn't count because it's my best movie of season six. But my two honorable mentions are the, the another Andre. Andre was here. I didn't realize it was three episodes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's the uh, I alluded to earlier that I want to eat your pancreas episode, just because of some of the connections and realizations. I remember Andrea had seen it, and then she hadn't seen it in a while, and she ended up liking it much more this uh, latest rewatch. Mm-hmm. And then some of the again, just rewatching some of the reels in preparation for this uh, for this RKO Awards <laughs> uh, special that we have. It, it brought back memories from that. It was a good episode. The mm-hmm. other honorable mention is the uh, Mission Impossible Dead Wrecking Part 1. It, it's just fun to talk Tom Cruise running with Jacob. And so yeah. it was it was cool to be able to talk about how, yeah, we were talking about a- anxious moments and just being sweaty during a movie. <laughs> that was actually one of, the, one of those movies where um, there was a lot to talk about. Especially mm-hmm. since it was a long run time and you got to see a lot of these uh, scenes kind of play out. Um, Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie just know to ha- know how to let some of these scenes breathe. And so got a lot of long takes, a lot of st- good stuff to talk about, too. Yeah, I like that episode and uh, the episode right before the Mission Impossible rewatch of Rogue Nation and Fallout. That was another good episode <laughs> with Jacob. Because we, you know, we're still talking about, I think we talked about... Oh, no, about, it was just us two. It was us oh, two. Yeah, just yeah. us two. Oh, yeah, because he did... Um, he did three and goes And then Rogue... Yeah. And then um, uh, Oppie and... Uh, yeah. And Dead, Dead Reckoning Part 1. Yes, you're yeah. right. But yeah, I also like that um, Rogue Nation and Fallout when we're talking about our favorite runs and all that stuff. Oh, Some of the comedic fun. moments. Because <laughs> Fallout's so good, man. I just feel like uh, just that franchise in itself is just so consistent. There's always going to be some. There's always going to be something to talk about. You know what I mean? And so, always good times talking about uh, Ethan Hunt and the rest of the IMF. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that concludes our RKO awards for season six. I guess there's nothing else that we can do other than to. Plug our socials. Uh, which socials do we have, Jeremy? Well, I'm going to start off with our newest one, kind of. It's going to be our It is tic- our newest one. <laughs> it is, right? <laughs> Just got to make sure. Uh, our TikTok is at Weekly Real Pod, and that's where, uh, you know, TikTok stuff happens. <laughs> Not so much dancing. You don't get to see me and Ken dance, but we'll have some uh, short form videos on there mm-hmm. as tiktok does <laughs> yes that's what they're known for <laughs> i hope so <laughs> so i hope so jeremy what else are you gonna be posting there well i mean also i mean we're about to go in our uh into our 
indefinite hiatus. I mean, we mm-hmm. talked about those reasons during our Oppenheimer at the end of our Oppenheimer episode, uh, our finale. Uh, but be on the lookout for more videos, more content on that platform uh, from Jeremy and I. I think we're we were talking in, about maybe possibly doing some ranking videos and just some other fun videos that we will have because I mean we'll have a little, lot more time to do so. So um, I maybe I may do some TV content since I've kind of put that on the shelf during this past <laughs> off season. So uh, I might be doing some TV. Uh, but for sure, I mean, this is a movie podcast after all. You'll see some movie, uh, random movie content from myself and maybe from Jeremy too. I mean, yeah. Who knows about the TV shows? We'll see. Yeah. But hopefully some movies at least. Yeah. How about, uh, how about Instagram? Yeah. Instagram. That one's a little bit different. It's at Weekly Real. And on there, you'll get all the latest announcements, some reels um you know kind of like not i guess exclusive to instagram right because you know reels kind of like tiktok but these are exclusive to instagram and you'll get all the latest updates uh what's going on with us during the hiatus um and when the next episode is gonna be or you can see also our past list of episodes that we've that we've done on there as well Yes. Um, and yeah, just like I said, we'll, we'll announce whenever we do start season seven. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like, uh, Instagram has been our, our mainstay, uh, ever since we started this three years ago. I can't believe it's already been three years since we started this podcast. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. And also, since uh, obviously now we're in our hiatus, I'll have a little bit more time to actually uh, just, you know, do a little bit more with our social medias. Uh, I will, uh, from time to time, give some updates on when some of the movies that we've covered, whether it's, what, season six, this past season, or even uh, from our f- uh, first five seasons, if if a movie happens to be playing on a specific streaming platform, like today, it's August 2nd. We get the, I guess, the Disney Plus premiere of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 being released. So we'll have updates like that on on the Instagram. So, at Weekly Real. All right, Jeremy. Well, um, I guess it's a kind of official. We've uh, wrapped up our season, uh, our sixth season, I yeah. should say, of the Weekly Real podcast. Any uh, random final thoughts? Well, I guess to spoil it for other people that, I don't know, man, it, the um, guess the Rotten Tomatoes score, <laughs> I don't know how we keep one-upping the competition every single season. Now this is the sixth season, and for this to, for it to end the way it did in a tie, and for me to retain the belt, is like, holy, I can't think of any other... Like, like closest way to end that. <laughs> I mean, what for season seven? Or are you gonna uh, seven? Are you going to start <laughs> off with uh, the John Cena theme song? The champ is here. Yeah, again. <laughs> and yeah, your so time is now. <laughs> my time is now. Yeah, you can't see me. <laughs> time is now. Yeah, I'll just uh, in the next uh, reel on Instagram. It's like, oh, here's the the winner for. You know the the 
the guest Ron Tomatoes score, and it's just going to be a picture of nothing because John Cena. <laughs> I feel like see, I feel like season seven because we're going to try to come up with different ways to win. Jeremy's going to somehow get try to get disqualified because even if you get disqualified, you retain the title. Yeah, <laughs> see that loopholes. <laughs> Now it, it sucked uh, being on the other end of that, uh, obviously, because I was going for the season six belt to kind of even up the, the score. But Jeremy now has taken four of the six titles. He took the first two seasons. I took the next two seasons, seasons three and four. But Jeremy is actually now back-to-back champs uh, with season five and six. Yeah, you got to – it's a hard competition. It really is, especially now with the added variable of uh, adding the guests every week. So yeah. you really got to be on your game. You can't really have any like too many third place finishes on a given week. Yeah, that's the guests were definitely I think the closest they've ever been. Yeah, I think was it Andrea that really pushed them uh, this this yeah this season. Yeah, I mean, they, for a while they were on a hot streak. They uh, at one point we were the three of us were separated by one point. I think we yeah. were tied at twenty or something like that, and then the guests had nineteen. That was pretty nuts at one point. So, yeah. But speaking of the guests, uh, again, we want to take the time to thank all of our season six guests. Um, we want to thank you, Andrea, Francis, Joash. I got to do it one more time. Family with AJ, uh, obviously Michael, and then uh, obviously Jacob. Um, he, he he actually was our guest the last couple of episodes mm-hmm. within season six. And again, speaking of Jacob, uh, reminder, check out last week's episode on the season six finale on Oppenheimer, uh, episode 110. Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely shout out to all of our guests. Um we would love to be able to bring uh, all of you guys back for future mm-hmm. seasons, season seven. Um, but again, we're also looking to, you know, network out and branch out and see if we can get some new guests that have never been on the podcast. So um, don't be shy. Yeah. Don't be shy. Reach out, DM us at weekly real or at weekly real pod on TikTok. So um, anything else before we sign off for the season? No, I think we had a good amount of, like, good mix of good movies and bad movies. Obviously, hopefully not too many of those. Had a really good time with all the guests this season. They had a lot of good input. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's been a good season, man. For sure, for sure. No, it was good. Um, definitely looking forward to kind of rewatching some of these movies whenever they get out, uh, released on streaming. Again, we talked about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 now being on streaming, so I definitely want to go see that again. Uh, but uh, as a reminder, check out our entire catalog of podcast episodes. We got 110 episodes of our main show and now 54 of the newsreel. So uh, check us out on uh, your favorite podcast streaming platform whether it's apple podcast spotify stitcher or wherever you listen uh to podcasts so on behalf of all of our guests from season six and on behalf of jeremy my name is ken and we will see you next season season seven 